Yo, what's happening, everybody? My name is Anthony Carrenti, and thank you, as always, for checking out another episode of the Dynasty Drive. The 2022 NFL Draft is in the books. Day three has wrapped up. Rounds four through seven are done. So this will probably be a pretty short episode compared to the norm, or maybe a little bit shorter than the norm. But wanted to kind of put up a bow on the draft coverage since we went through round one. And then day two, where we covered round two and three. So day three in the books. Uh, a lot of players that you know, a lot of us thought could go in the, on day two, ended up falling to day three, so a lot of players worth mentioning. Before we get into it, if you're not already, please make sure you're following me on Twitter at Dynasty Drive. You can follow the show on Instagram at the Dynasty Drive, like the show on Facebook, and keep it locked in here on this podcast feed where we'll have or continue to have uh, regularly scheduled new episodes every Friday morning. Uh, it's been kind of every day during the draft, so we'll go back to normal every Friday and then... Uh, yeah, settle into some normalcy post-NFL draft. But let's get right into it. Round four uh, kicks off, and we get some fantasy-relevant players right off the bat. Uh, to kick things off at 106 overall, the Tampa Bay Bucks select Washington tight end Kate Otten, who in Tampa specifically, I still kind of lean towards eventually. Uh, Gronk comes back in the short term. Obviously, that's not going to be a long-term fixture there. But I could see him kind of trying to wait out, you know, OTAs and mini camps and stuff like that, and then limit his exposure in the offseason program. But Kate Otten is somebody that I think, even if that does happen, can kind of grow this rookie season behind, uh, whether it is Gronk or behind Cameron Brait, get his feet wet. I like Otten's potential long term, uh, and the patience is always paramount with tight end anyway. So I do like the fit there. Uh, just just a consistent reminder with tight end kind of across the board. It's going to take some time for Otten. But I think there's a chance, you know, he could end up flashing for two, 300 receiving yards this year or something like that if he can make his way on the field. Right after that, at 107 overall, Houston Texans dipped their toe uh, into the running back waters. So there was some talk on day two that they were interested in somebody like Brees Hall before the Jets uh, traded one spot ahead of them to select Brees Hall. The Texans get their running back here, Florida running back Damian Pierce. Pierce is going to be a big mover up rankings for me. Uh, the opportunity is going to be king there for him, and that's huge at the running back position specifically. Doesn't have a whole lot ahead of him, uh, Marlon Mack, but not a lot of other you know established guys there to stand in his way. And the fact that Damian Pierce is a, a bully in pass protection is going to find him a, an easy path to get on the field and stay on the field. So Damian Pierce is going to be probably one of my biggest risers at running back now that we know uh, the landing spots. At 112, the Giants take San Diego State tight end Daniel Bellinger. Um, I like that, you know, developmental tight end. He's got the traits, again, like Kate Otten, and probably even more so. It's going to take some time, so uh, patience, but I have no problem, you know, taking a shot on him late in rookie drafts. After him, we get a, a little bit of a, a short run on running back. So 122 overall, the Las Vegas Raiders select Georgia running back Zamir White. This is interesting because I do like the fit, and the team did just decline Josh Jacobs' fifth-year option. Uh, so Josh Jacobs will be heading towards unrestricted free agency next year. Zamir White, in theory, could come in and be that you know uh, early down running back for the Raiders. Nose for the end zone, powerful runner, really good on first and second down. 
wouldn't surprise me at all if, you know, they ride Jacobs one more year, opt to move on in free agency, and then Zamir White kind of takes over that lead back role and pair him with somebody uh, more uh, refined as a pass catcher. So I do like that fit, um, you know, as kind of, you know, he's probably going to go, I would guess, you know, early round two-ish, early mid-round two in rookie drafts. Um, and I like that. You know, you could certainly do worse than taking a shot on him there. 123 overall, my guy. Texas A&M running back Isaiah Spiller selected by the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, it stinks to see Spiller fall into day three. At least, at least he goes round four, you know, and not five, six, seven, something like that. Um, but hey, he's going to get some opportunity in uh, Los Angeles. It's obviously, Austin Eckler's backfield, but they've been drafting running backs. You know, Joshua Kelly, Justin Jackson. They've been looking for this guy, Larry Roundtree. They've been looking for this guy, I think, to kind of pair with Austin Eckler, not necessarily make it a full-blown timeshare. Um, but Spiller is, you know, I think the most highly touted one recently. And I think the one that could kind of pair best with him. So I think he's going to get some opportunity this year. It's not going to be the workhorse, you know, role that I kind of dreamt of uh, weeks or months ago. He's obviously going to fall down the rankings. He's obviously going to fall down in terms of ADP, but I'd still take a shot on him at the right spot in round two, depending who is available, because I think long-term uh, there's still potential that he could kind of take on some more work, you know, when they do decide to eventually, you know, move on from Austin Eckler in all likelihood. 125 overall, the Dolphins select Texas Tech wide receiver Eric Ozakama. Um, one of my favorite sleepers at wide receiver in the draft. Physical, just a monster in yards after catch. I think he could really be a better pro than he was a college player. I like this probably a little bit more from, uh, you know, an NFL team building perspective than I do for fantasy purposes. But uh, just because in the short term, you know, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Mike Kosicki. Uh, but, hey, Devontae Parker's not there anymore. So uh, Uzakama is going to at least have a shot to make some sort of noise in his rookie year. Don't expect anything crazy, but the traits are there. and was one of my favorite sleepers coming in, and I do like the landing spot. 127, the Pats select South Dakota State running back Pierre Strong. This was one of my favorite guys in the running back group this year. And the landing spot, again, like like we just said, I like this for, for the Pats building out a team. Tough to project in the short term with Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, James White. Um, but Pierre Strong is a good running back and I think is going to carve out some work there. So does that mean, you know, do we get less Ramondre Stevenson than we thought? Or is this kind of maybe part of a plan post Damian Harris, right? Does this end up a year from now being a Stevenson strong backfield? Uh, we'll see, you know, not the, the clear big workload you'd hope for, but uh, a pretty good fit. And I think could be a nice part of a committee there down the road. Baltimore takes their first tight end, Charlie Kohler from Iowa state. I like Charlie Kohler a lot. Um, I think he's going to be a good player. Obviously Mark Andrews is there, so you're not going to pencil him in for anything huge. Cowboys select Jake Ferguson at tight end from Wisconsin. Again, Dalton Schultz there. You're not going to pencil him in for anything huge in the time being, but a good player. Uh, Michigan, I'm sorry, not Michigan. Tennessee selects Michigan running back Hassan Haskins at 131 overall. Uh, big physical guy that, you know, I guess if Derrick Henry goes down, he could hop right in there or, uh, you know, maybe he takes on more work down the road. But Haskins is a good player, um, but that's obviously still Derrick Henry's backfield. Green Bay takes Nevada wide receiver Romeo Dubes. Um, not my favorite. You know, I get it. Speed, they need wide receivers, but I'm not crazy about the player, so I will likely end up with pretty limited exposure to him. Uh, the Pats take 
Western Kentucky quarterback Bailey Zappi to back up Mac Jones. Not a lot to say there. Pittsburgh takes Memphis wide receiver Calvin Austin the third. Speed for days. Uh, and then a couple of tight ends. The Baltimore Ravens select Isaiah Likely to go with Charlie Kolar and Mark Andrews. So loaded tight end room, but I'd uh, refrain from penciling in Kolar or uh, Likely for anything huge. And then Tennessee selects Maryland tight end uh, Chig Okonkwo. So athletic, he's got some traits. Um, and not a whole lot of people locked in ahead of him there in Tennessee. Kicking off the fifth round, Washington at 144 selects their quarterback, Sam Howell. I like this landing spot for Sam Howell. Obviously, all the quarterbacks took crazy slides. Um, but this is good. I think Sam Howell could eventually wrestle that job away from Carson Wentz. Uh, I don't think Carson Wentz is the player he was those years ago in Philly, you know, with a MVP-type season. Uh, Howell is a tough player who I think with what's around him there, and Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, uh, Brian Robinson Jr., uh, what should be a better a good defense. Sam Howell could uh, could make some noise with that supporting cast. So interesting that he fell this far, um, but curious to see if he can kind of grab that job away from Carson Wentz. At 148, the Buffalo Bills select Khalil Shakir, another guy, one of my favorite sleepers there. This is a good fit. Um, obviously no Emmanuel Sanders, no Cole Beasley. So I think we're going to get a lot of Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, and Khalil Shakir on a team that loves to pass the ball. So uh, I really like this fit for Khalil Shakir. I think Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs can play on the outside and Shakir can come in right away and play on uh, play in the slot. So I do really, really like that uh, landing spot for Khalil Shakir and as somebody that I will be targeting Hopefully late in rookie drafts. We'll see how early other people like him. But if I can get him in the second half of rookie drafts, I'm going to be really happy. Washington at 149 selects Nevada tight end Cole Turner. More exciting is Atlanta at 151 selects BYU running back Tyler Algier. I really like this one for Algier. Uh, the opportunities there. You know, they have Mike Davis isn't going to do much. They have Cordero Patterson, who's, you know, part running back, part wide receiver. And we'll see if he can replicate last season. But Algiers a good fit for what Arthur Smith will want to, want to run uh, in terms of the running game, a kind of his own style scheme. Algier can do that, um, and he's going to have a pathway to clear opportunity. So, pretty exciting there. Jacksonville takes uh, Mississippi running back Snoop Connor. Not a whole lot I'm excited about on that one. Snoop wasn't somebody that I was super interested coming in, but good to see him get drafted. At 156, uh, Cleveland selects Cincinnati running back Jerome Ford. So this was my running back four coming in. Not an ideal landing spot at all in the short term. Obviously, you have Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson. But I will be interested to see, does Cleveland try and move on from one of those running backs, whether it's Hunt uh, or Dearness Johnson in the short term? I think there's still a chance for Ford to return some value down the road, but it's not going to be early on like we had hoped. So he will be falling down the, the rankings a little bit. Uh, just scanning here for fantasy relevant stuff. Tennessee selects UCLA wide receiver Kyle Phillips, good football player. Um, obviously, there should be some opportunity in life after AJ Brown there, so we'll see if he can crack his way into early playing time. The Rams select Notre Dame running back Kyron Williams. Actually, quite like that one for Kyron. Uh, pair him with Cam Akers and could form a nice little duo there. I know the measurables were bad for Kyron, but from a landing spot perspective, uh, this was about as good as I could have hoped for. Ty Chandler, the North Carolina running back, goes 169 uh, to the Vikings. Obviously, he's got Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison ahead of him, so I don't think we'll get a lot of immediate return there. 
Um, maybe he becomes, you know, running back two in life after Alexander Madison if he moves on. But I wouldn't expect anything too, too crazy. Uh, that's a lot of the big guys. We're into round six now. And obviously you're getting closer to pure dart throw territory. Um, but Baltimore selects running uh, Mizzou running back Tyler Beatty. I like that. Baltimore had a fantastic draft. Um, I like adding him there. Pat select South Carolina running back Kevin Harris. So in round six and seven, we don't have to go through a ton of these guys. Um, it is a little bit interesting to me that the Cardinals at 201 select USC running back Keontae Ingram. Uh, Ingram is somebody that I said a couple months ago, if he could find his way to opportunity, he's powerful enough and profiles enough that can, he could shoulder a big enough workload that he could be relevant. I do think that's the case. Obviously, they paid James Conner, but outside of him, you know, it's... Uh, you know, Benjamin and not a whole lot else there. So if God forbid something were to happen, James Connor, I think Keontae Ingram could see uh, some value because I think he's somebody that they could lean on and use pretty, pretty consistently or trust him kind of in that same sort of role, not saying he's the same player, but they could trust him to kind of end up in that same sort of role. Um, and then in round seven, Seattle Seahawks at 229 select Rutgers wide receiver, Bo Melton. I want you know, I like it a little bit. Um, I like the player a little bit, but nothing that I think is uh, really important to get super excited about for fantasy purposes. And that was kind of the case for the rest of round seven. Uh, and then we, you know, we're starting to see some guys land as undrafted free agents. Um, the Jets signed Zonovan Knight as an undrafted free agent, so it'll be interesting to see if that means, you know, LaMichael P. Ryan's done, and do they go with a backfield of. Brees Hall, Michael Carter, and Zonovan Knight. As a Jets fan, that would be most exciting for me. Um, but yeah, day three is day three. You know, some guys that we were excited about coming in obviously went later than we had hoped, but some of them still found good landing spots. Khalil Shakir being one of them. Uh, I am excited about the long-term potential of Zamir White in Las Vegas. And uh, I, I do, after you know spending some time on it, it could have been a lot worse for Isaiah Spiller than uh, he obviously could have went later. But to be able to land someplace where I think he'll still have a shot at playing time this year is important. So a bummer that we won't get the full three down workload that we, or that I hoped for from Spiller. Um, and I'd still have to adjust post draft rookie rankings. I think he'll probably still be in my top six or so, but obviously he's going to take a fall. Uh, and that'll do it for the 2022 NFL draft. So just quick, you know, 14, 15 minutes today, kind of highlighting some of what went down on day three. I appreciate anybody that listened to these shows over the past couple days. I know there's a ton of draft content out there. So if you've been listening to mine, I greatly appreciate that means a lot to me, uh, sincerely. So now that the drafts in the books, rookie season will be here. Um, let's say on Friday's episode, we will do the first 2022 or post 2022 NFL draft rookie mock draft. So, uh, pencil it in for, for Friday. We'll do our post, our first post NFL draft rookie mock and see how values have kind of changed and uh, what we like going forward. So I appreciate all the support as always. Again, if you're not already, follow me on Twitter at Dynasty Drive. Make sure to follow at Rookie Big Board. Plenty of good stuff coming on the Rookie Big Board network as well. And uh, keep it locked in here. We'll be back on Friday with that Rookie Mock Draft. We'll talk to you guys then. Thanks. Yeah.